Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, welcome. I have a special guest, somebody who actually reached out to me on Instagram. It has the same mindset, financial freedom, loves to help people. Let's welcome Eric Martel to the show. How are you doing, sir? Very good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very well. So Eric, do me a favor, introduce the audience to who you are, where you are in the country, and you know what you do in this crazy world of real estate investing. Yeah, so I bought my first apartment building when I was 18 years old. I was still at university at the time. Uh, and I had, the, it was not part of a grand master plan or anything like that. It was just, I had a mentor and I was curious about uh, real estate. And I ended up buying an eight unit apartment building, uh, no money down in a rundown part of, near Montreal. And um, that's where I, I grew up. And um, so, you know, so that was great. And it was still cash flowing at the time. So everybody was telling me, ah, oh, this can't happen, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, after that, after graduating, I worked as an actuary. And an actuary is somebody that, uh, you know, measure and calculates financial risk. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while. And my job was really every day was to uh, convert defined benefit pension plan into yeah. defined contribution pension plan. Basically, corporate pension plan where the, you know what how much you're going to get for retirement. Yeah. And we're converting them into 401ks, basically, where okay. you have no idea. You're just saving money, tax deferred, and then good luck. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So basically, really shifting the risk from the employer to, to employee. the employee. And the employee, I mean, they, nobody's been taught about money. Yeah. Nobody's been taught about investing. So, of course, at the end, this is what's happening now is that we're in a retirement crisis when people have, you know, like the average uh, 50-year-old, 55-year-old has $8,000 in the bank for wow. savings for retirement in the U.S., not much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're not going to retire. You're going to retire for a couple of months and then uh, you're going to have to go. <laughs> yeah. Go get job. that part-time job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I was me, pretty disillusioned by, about all that. And, yeah. So um, do me a favor. I want to go back to you being 18 because you said something yeah. that was important that most 18 year olds don't have. So I want to scratch that a little bit. You mentioned yeah. at 18, you bought an eight unit building, but you kind of, you said you had a mentor. So yeah. was that mentor someone in your family, someone you bumped into somewhere else? You know, where does an 18-year-old find a mentor that says, you know what, you need to go buy a no money down eight-unit building? <laughs> yeah, so it was somebody that I bumped into. It was actually a friend of mine, and then I went to her parents uh, for the, basically the summer, and then one of their friends, their family friends were, uh, you know, he was in real estate, and he was just a regular, regular guy. He was a teacher at a community college. Okay. And uh, so he was not making that much money and stuff like that. But he had some free times during the summer. So he would kind of like think about investing in real estate. And but that every day, like he would, he had like a daily practice of sitting down and then thinking, okay, what am I going to do today to get closer to my goal and all that. And he ended up uh, doing a 36 unit apartment building. He had, uh, and last time I talked to him a long time ago, uh, he was doing a shopping center. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I want to poke at that a little bit more because mentorship yeah. is something that's um, not talked about enough today. Again, I, I just want to kind of paint the vision for the audience. So you're 18, you're in Montreal. Yeah. I'm guessing he's older, probably yeah, he's, a couple of yeah, decades. Yeah, he's older. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, 
was, I'm guessing real estate based, or he was a teacher. You already said that. So he had a full-time yeah. job. This was kind of his yeah. side hustle. Um, yeah. And it sounds like he was only doing, at least in the beginning when you started this, just doing multifamily. He didn't do single family homes. He did, he did, um, he did the one single family, I believe. Okay. And then he sold it. Just, he just built it to sell it. Got and it. then he got enough cash to kind of get started his multifamily project. Okay. And uh, that's it. When I met him, the, the apartment building was already built. So he had it for a while already. Got but it. Uh, but okay. even the, even, so the, the nice thing about that story too, like being, him being a mentor, obviously that was important to me for some re, for a reason that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but also the fact that he was just a regular guy, yeah. community college teacher. My friend's parents, uh, one of them was a hairdresser and the, her father was a mechanic. And uh, they had, they each had like a 30, 36 unit apartment building. Wow. That, you know, so just regular people that they just put their minds to it. Uh, they learn the skills and then they manage to, to build and buy like apartment buildings. Wow. All right. So let's scratch that a little bit more. I want to go to your first deal. So you're 18 years old. You yeah. get an eight unit building. So let's talk about that deal a little bit. You said it was no money down. You said it was in a rough yeah. part of town, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so no money down probably meant what seller financing, seller carry. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So better take back what they call it was seller financing. Yeah, exactly. So I had a first mortgage Yep. and then I, the, he just did like a, a second mortgage for the rest of the, um, so first mortgage with a bank or a financial institution and yeah. then he took credit, un credit union. Credit union. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No banks would talk to me. Of course you're 18, dude. You, you, <laughs> 18. You, yeah. You walk in the door, they're going to give you a credit card or something, not an eight unit building. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, um, do you still own that today? No, I sold it a few years later, made okay. a little bit of money, but you know, just kept was, rolling forward. Okay. Yeah. Cause I moved away from Montreal. So that was, it's just, uh, Makes sense, and at right? the time, one of the mistakes that I made is that I didn't have property management. Ah, self-managed. So that was self-managed and you know, I'm, I'm not a maintenance guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Uh, and, uh, so yeah. 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 A lot of this channel's full-time employees. We, I don't, I, I had property managers since day one. I mean, even yeah. when it's just one house, it's like, uh, no. Yeah. Can I paint a wall? Yeah. But will it look good? No. And I value yeah. my time way too much. So yeah, exactly. uh, where does your real estate journey go? So you buy eight unit, no money down, you prove it works, you graduate college, you get a full-time job, you move from Montreal. Yeah. You know, where does this, where does your journey go with real estate? Yes. Yeah, so then you kind of fast forward a Few, few decades yeah. uh you know after that i kind of uh, i was kind of disillusioned by the the whole actuarial field and stuff like that it was pretty depressing to <laughs> basically screw employees every yeah. day um so then I'm, i went into a tech high tech uh then i worked for a couple of companies did a lot of the independent consulting blah 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 and then so we moved to california oh. and um and i lost like a Tons of money on the dot-com crash. Yeah, been there. Stock options. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have that scar right back here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I said, okay, this is enough. Like, you know, I need something that I can be in control of. Yeah. Uh, not the stock market, none of that. So I need to find like rental properties, uh, passive income. Mm -hmm. And that's, that has been, that's when my focus was on passive income in 2001. Got it. All right. So you start, so from the eight unit building to 2001, it was basically career, family, just life. That's right. That's okay. right. 2001 yeah. stock market blows up. Oh, by the way, folks, the stock market's pretty richly valued today. I see a repeat yeah. out there. I'm just saying you, you don't know yeah. when, but 
there will be a pen that pops this bubble eventually. Uh, okay. Absolutely. So 2001, yeah. uh, you're in California. <laughs> Uh, what do you do? Do you, do you buy in California? Do you go out of state? What, what, so I looked, so I looked for rental property in California. The numbers didn't make sense in California to me. Like, you know, yeah, you can make things cash flow, but then you had to put so much money down that your return was like one, 2%. Well, yeah. so well, one, 2%, I can get that anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, so we tried to, uh, I could even get bonds and get 1%. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> So uh, then I said, okay, well, let's let's do other things. Let's look at the, at the time, you know, like I couldn't do out of state was a little bit harder. Yeah. There was no, the iPhone was not there. Yeah, smartphone uh, didn't exist. Yeah. You know, electronic signature, the DocuSign, like I think it started in 2003, 2004, and mm -hmm. it took a few years for it to be widely accepted by real estate industry. Mm -hmm. So there was re really the out of state thing that meant I had to basically fly, yeah. talk to people, and then trust them and all of that. So that was kind of foreign uh, and not, not, didn't seem like a good idea. It seemed very risky. Yeah. So, all right. So then we tried all kinds of different businesses to do that, a gourmet sales company and all of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, fast forward 2014, uh, yeah. my younger son uh, basically said, hey, I want to do real estate investing. I said, Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Said, been okay. there. <laughs> yeah. I've been there, done that. So uh, let's, uh, let's think about that. But you know, me being a good father, sure. uh, <laughs> I listened and then we said, okay, let's, let's talk about that. Let's look at it and blah, blah. And uh, we did some training. We went to some program and did like a one day and a three day kind of program and all yeah. of that. And I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with these kinds of uh, situations. Sure. And uh, so we learned quite a bit and he seemed very interested in doing that. And at the time it was just, we were really just thinking for himself, like for, as a, for him as a job. Yep. But uh, later on, then um, this grew into something a little bit bigger. Like we tried flipping here. We tried doing wholesaling in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Uh, we even tried commercial, which is kind of like more what I was used to with sure. the uh, H&A apartment building. So uh, we tried to look at that that kind of situation in uh, San Francisco. I had like uh, actually uh, an apartment, uh, a building in uh, in downtown San Francisco that I had under contract. And I had like a mentor that was kind of a partner yeah. that had a lot of experience. So we tried to do that and that fell through. So anyway, so we kind of like regrouped and said, okay, well, let's, we need to change strategy here. This is, this is not working. We're spending a lot of time. And, yeah. um, and then that's when we started looking at pass, more passive income, again, rental, but out of state. Okay. And um, I said, okay, well, which market are we going to go to? And we chose Memphis and we can talk about kind of like the criteria as well, if you want, yeah, sure. but we looked at Memphis and then we looked at Cleveland and, um, and that's our first house we really bought in 2015, I believe. And, um, and it was in Midtown, uh, not in Midtown, in, uh, around Memphis. Yep. And great area. And we just bought it. We uh, refinanced the whole Burr strategy. Sure. And uh, it was like, oh, this is working great. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Let's do, let's do two more. And especially coming from California. I mean, the down payment was like, you know. Like the purchase price was like twenty with a rehab, forty thousand, fifty thousand yeah. dollars, all in, and then you would rent it for seven hundred dollars or something like that. So yeah. it was like, wow, this is fantastic. Let's do, let's do a couple more. This is what everybody and, talks about. I found it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you just need one strategy yeah. to work. 
and then you just scale that strategy up. Uh, uh, yeah, I, we, I totally agree with that. Well, you you got to find your thing. The, the real estate investing offers almost unlimited opportunities, but right. when you're in the beginning, it that could be a that could be a detriment because you only need one. Yes, right? exactly. you need one, uh, and that's really what my one rental at a time is. I had a full time job that you know basically gave me 15 minutes a day to find mm -hmm. the next deal. Wow. So that's all I could do. So we just found yeah. the next deal and just kept going. I mean, there's no yeah. way we could be where we are if we tried to, I didn't burr anything, right? We did a little, we did, we yeah. did, we did burr in 2010 before it was a thing. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, you just kept going for the next deal. So, all right. So you and your kid do this together. Yeah. You find Memphis, you find a deal, you go, wow, some is good, more is better. So yeah. if, if you fast forward to 2020, uh, mm -hmm. What does uh, the portfolio look like? You and your son still doing it together? You still in Memphis? Yeah. Are you in multiple markets? Let's paint the, the, the end of the story. Yeah, so 2015. Yeah, so 2015, uh, my other son graduated from uh, LMU and then he joined, he joined us. And then um, so that, you know, we talk about how much time you have and that, yeah. that was critical because during the day, like I didn't have that much time either. Sure. I had flexibility, but you know, yeah, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, and all right. of that between between meetings, basically. Yeah. And um, so he was able to uh, basically concentrate 100% of his time. And that already allowed me to, awesome. uh, you know, in the evenings and weekends that I would work with him and we would make sure that, you know, everything was aligned. And then, um, you know, this is how, my, this was my, my secret weapon is to have <laughs> my two kids and my, uh, my older kids kind of like drive that. Sure. And, uh, you know, so that was phenomenal. And uh, yeah, so we did one house, two houses. And then eventually what happens is that a lot of our friends and family asked us like, what are you doing? Like, you know, yeah. they were always curious because we had done so many different businesses in the past. So they, they knew we were up to, up, up to, to something. something. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then, uh, so that's when we, we said, okay, well, we, this is what we're doing. So they wanted to invest with us. They wanted to buy turnkey, they went all of that. And then that's when we decided to start Martel turnkey. So that our turnkey. Right. Um, company where okay. we sell these these companies these single family rentals right. you know ready to go with a tenant in place cash flowing from day one and all okay. of that all and right. now we're doing about uh, 10 of these properties a month turnkey wow. uh, yeah and we have like a portfolio of uh, like five apartment buildings in uh, in midtown memphis about 100 units Wow. So yeah, so it's doing pretty well. So uh, I just want to paint this in picture. So you, you have some yeah. success, you build it, you get additional hours and skill from a second son. Yeah. Uh, you build that up. <laughs> it, you're, it becomes a business because people are asking you, right? You just, you just do what you do. You're sharing what you do. Yeah. And people go, give me some, I get it. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, along the way you buy an apart apartments or one apartment building, a hundred units. I'm guessing that is kind of yours, right? Kind of off to the side. Yeah, that's that's right, cash yeah. flow for you and the family. That's right. Um, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Are you still just in Memphis? I mean, if it's working, it's working. Memphis and Cleveland. Yeah. So then we did uh, Cleveland. Uh, when did Cleveland, well. what year did Cleveland come in? Cleveland came in, I think in 2016. Or okay. 2016, so pretty close. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Very close. Because then we saw, you know, we knew we had the formula. Yeah. And then we said, okay, let's, let's, um, Let's do it. Let's let's yeah. ramp up. Let's scale this up in Memphis. And then we were all the other market. Of, what's the next market? What's right. another market that looks the same? 
yeah. uh, because we wanted to do more, but we couldn't find enough properties at the sure. time. Yeah. So we said, okay, well, let's let's move that. Uh, let's find another market where that would work as well. So then we right. picked Cleveland, uh, and my son flew over there to uh, interview a couple of uh, realtors. Right. The nice thing about realtors is that they really flag themselves uh, very quickly. You send yeah. like a hundred emails and you say, hey, call or or yeah. calls and stuff like that, and only three of them replied. <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, yeah. so okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, replied within 24 hours, I would sure. say. Some of them replied like, the next week. It's like, okay, but well, I don't want to work with somebody that's going to reply yeah. every, other, every week. Your yeah. urgency is not the same level as mine, uh, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's, because uh, I've, I've interviewed some folks from Memphis, uh, and they are very successful, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think it's Brick by Brick Wealth is her, she is a, she's okay. a mom of three kids. She, she doesn't do, she doesn't have a business. It's her and her husband's portfolio. She's, yeah. she's told us great stories about Memphis. I'm guessing, yeah. um, you know, that first purchase, I think you said you were all in for about 40 K, uh, yeah. and rents for 700. That was kind of 2014 or 15 prices. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing yeah. today in 2020? Cause I'm guessing it's not the same price point. Yeah. So right now the, these properties are worth like 80, $90,000. Oh, nice. The rents okay. are yeah yeah so that um you know they it's appreciating and uh yeah. things are going well uh also memphis is uh, is growing rapidly when yeah, we were absolutely. we were looking for markets that were stable like yeah. we didn't want to have like uh, markets like san francisco or phoenix or yeah. something like that where the growth is so uh so steep that right. it's not sustainable and what right. happens is that i think the prices are also very expensive and right. unaffordable um, so that's why we, uh, so you so wanted it, some growth, but not crazy growth. Exactly. For our strategy, of yeah. course, if you do, you know, force appreciation strategy, that's, that's a good market to do that. Right. But if you're looking for cash flow, right. uh, cash flowing properties and stuff like that and good returns, then, you know, this market was better for us. All right. And so uh, what, what yeah. are rents then? So if you're taking a house that was 40 or 50 K is now 90 K was renting for 700, what, what do they rent for mm -hmm. now? So right now they rent around 800, 850. Okay, so you're you're uh, yeah. close to the one percent rule, as as people yeah, would say yeah. on bigger pockets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and lend, I, I would guess lending's actually easier now than in 15, because historically speaking, banks didn't want to lend on a 50k house, but because mm -hmm. of the Dodd Frank and all of that. But now yeah. 90k, 90k is a real loan, right? So they're yeah. they're okay with that. All right. Yeah. And then what happens is what well, we also have, we help our investors uh, yeah. with, uh, with the loan as well. So we have a, a bank that uh, we have a relationship with oh, okay. and then we introduce them to the bank and the bank where, you know, they, they're integrated with our process as well. So wow. we, we communicate with them very well. So that's uh, very cool. That's so you're doing bank. about 10 a month where yeah. cause some people are looking for turnkey rentals. Where, where can people go look for the inventory or reach out to Mark, uh, what Martel uh, turnkey? Yeah, so martelturnkey.com obviously okay. is the obvious uh, link. Uh, there you go. So that's good. But if they want more information, they can also contact me, uh, you know, on Facebook, eric.martel.ca. So that's another place to, uh, but you, I can give you the link. And yeah, put it I'll just put it in the description. Yeah. Description, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, you know, if they have any questions and stuff like that, then I, I'm happy to uh, to answer them. Very cool. Well, one thing I knew I wanted to talk about is, is uh, you've just completed writing a book uh, yeah. called stop trading your time for money. Uh, yeah. as, as someone who, who wrote a book and struggled through that process, um, congratulations, uh, birthing yeah. or publishing a book, at least for me was a monumental task. So congratulations. Yeah. What, yeah, what sparked you. the idea for the creation? Cause it, it, uh, it takes a lot. 
so when I spoke to, so I saw a lot of barriers, like, you know, like I, I'm kind of going back and this is why I'm talking about my actuarial career, yeah. uh, because I kind of, I'm looking at all the people that are struggling, the level of savings and all of that. And I see that the patterns are, are repeating, like the, the people are buying annuities and they're buying these kinds of products and they're not really, they're good product for accumulation, but they're not good product necessarily for distribution of funds later on. Right. And, uh, so like, I want to help the people, normal people, working right. class people and mid middle class to basically achieve, uh, you know, a solid retirement and leave a legacy for their, their children. So that's, that's, and so I want to share my journey, mm -hmm. uh, how, how I did it. Of course I had help with my two sons that I, you know, I'm very lucky about for, sure. but there's still, even if you don't have these uh your children that can help you at least if you buy if you do turnkey or some other investments it's possible for you to to achieve a, a passive income and financial freedom so there's all kinds of different strategies that you can use and um and the other thing too that i'm looking at is a lot of people are struggling it's it's pretty difficult they have a goal and they're not really sure what that goal is and they're not sure how to define it uh, so i help the book helps them define that Mm -hmm. There's also a lot. So basically, I'm trying to remove as many of these barriers to financial freedom as I can. So limiting beliefs as well. So I have a couple of chapters on that and how to kind of like create and come up with uh, more empowering beliefs mm -hmm. that's going to help you forward and kind of get rid of um, some of the, the negative beliefs that are preventing you from achieving financial freedom. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also aligning your strategy to your goals, but mm -hmm. also looking at the resources that you have. A lot of people are getting into strategies and very good one, like, like a bird, they go in a bird uh, strategy, but then they don't have time to do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. They're exactly. working, they have 15 minutes a day. Well, you can't do, you can't do burr. You can't do burr out of state for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so there you go. So you can't do that. So, yeah. but people are going to try that and they're going to waste their money yeah. on that or they're going to, you know, so, so that's why I'm helping them with that and kind of like figure out with the, with the resources that they need to support that strategy. I like that. And then the markets also to all these things need to be aligned in order for the strategy to be successful and achieve your goal. Very cool. So again, stop trading your time for money. I'm guessing it'll be on Amazon, but maybe not. I don't yeah, know. Abs absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you figure, yeah. right? It has to be. <laughs> uh, when, and when does it, uh, when, what's the public, public, published date? Yeah. Published date. Yeah. So it's going to be a launch date. It's going to be around, uh, like September. So I, right now my date is September 20th. So that's, uh, okay. that's what I'm looking at, but we'll see how things are, are lining up right now. But, uh, I think we're good for September 20th. So, if people want the book, uh, they can go on uh, martelleric.com slash book. And then, uh, so they just give me their name and uh, email address. And then when the book launches, I'll, uh, I'll send them the, the link and then they can get the book for free out of Amazon. Oh, wow. So that's, uh, yeah. So all, all your, your audience can, uh, can get the book for free. Yeah. Very cool. So send me that link. I will put it in the very yeah. top of the description, folks. Uh, it'll be the first line or two. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about how cool it is to work with your sons. It, it, it is fantastic. I mean, to me, that's my dream. I don't know if it's theirs, but it's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> that's hilarious. 
right? right. But uh, to me, it's phenomenal. I mean, we do our quarterly meeting, you know, uh, we also have a couple of employees that work with us. So we do our quarterly meeting. I, I flew, uh, you know, fly the, the team to like, you know, Mexico or something like that. Or, yeah. And then it's kind of nice to have the whole family together for the corporate meeting. And then, yeah. you know, our extended family uh, is there as well. And my wife also quit her job uh, earlier this year too, and uh, cool. so she joined. She's joined the company full time, and uh, yeah, so it's, it adds a lot of flexibility. Absolutely. You know? we, uh, yeah, you get to enjoy life more as well because you could, exactly. like you said, right? The, fa- the it could be a business family trip if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, exactly. Tax write off. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I I got to ask about because uh, it seems like you started off hot, eighteen, no money down, eightplex in Montreal. Now you're in California, Bay Area, uh, running a turnkey company, have your kids supporting you, wife's now with you. Uh, but there was a gap, right? Oh, have you, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, you know, what would happen if you still own that eightplex or if you would have maybe been like your sons and just stayed in real estate, cash flow real estate all this time? Yeah. And this is why this building was more for me, like my parents were like just regular, like working class people. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they were living paycheck to paycheck and all of that. I knew I wanted to get out of that. Um, so early on, yeah, I figured it out. And I figured that I was missing something. I figured that a lot of people were missing something because I would go and, uh, you know, like I, I, we didn't have some of the knowledge. We didn't have sure. the, the training. The schools were certainly not telling us what to do. And then even if you talk to the teachers, everybody that the, you're surrounded with, uh, all the they have a nine to five job. So they're not going to tell you how to invest uh, in real estate or whatnot and achieve financial freedom because they don't know how to either. They, they're mm-hmm. doing their regular nine to five job. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I hit the, my, uh, when I met my mentor, like I knew that I was like, okay, this is, I, I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this, to me, that was just an opportunity and an opportunity to test uh that's why i was saying like i didn't have a grand plan to achieve right. financial freedom i was 18 years old i just like i had you know life in front of me and yeah so it was just a test to prove that hey i can make money with no money no yeah. money down and uh i don't have to have a job like money's coming like you know making money in your sleep kind of thing right. but um so that's why uh you know, that was a good test for me. At, at that point, I knew that, okay, this is, I need to, uh, yeah. to do something. This but it, something it, also, I need to. it also sounds like college. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but it sounds like the college education got in your way because it sounds yeah, like you're yeah. 18, you, you prove that you can make money and get cash flow. Then you go get a degree in a very advanced mathematical field. You almost yeah. feel like you got to go get a job to justify yeah. the schooling is what it kind of exactly. felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of pressure to of course. actually, <laughs> from my parents. Let's just say my, my parents were not very happy when I bought the apartment building. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> 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 what are you doing? You're gonna ruin yourself. Oh, exactly, yeah. right? Imagine that. And then oh, yeah, I, I can only this, imagine. Then they said, oh yeah, you were, um, you know, well, if you, have, if you can afford that, then you don't need the allowance anymore. So they cut, they cut my allowance. Then I was living off my girlfriend's. Uh... Yeah, yeah, funny. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So uh, any closing thoughts for the audience? Maybe things that you've taken from, from earning financial freedom over all these years that you want to leave? Why don't we break this down? Why don't you talk to people kind of under 30 with a couple of thoughts and then maybe over 30? I just made that up off the top of my head. 
<clears throat> yeah, I would say that the first goal that you should have is to achieve financial freedom. So that should be your number one goal. Um, and then with, uh, so how do you generate the passive income and then fig figure that out? What's the best strategy for you? Look at the resources that you have uh, in terms of money, in terms of time, in terms of uh, what I call capabilities or skills uh, or uh, access that you might have, and then you know implement that strategy. The bet, one of the best strategies, obviously, turnkey rentals, but there are other things too. If you want to do like PML or HML or stuff like that, there's all kinds of different strategies. And I talk about them in, in my book. And I have a strategy quadrant mm -hmm. that basically show which one are the lowest risk with the less, less amount of time. And then this is kind of like the area that you should focus on uh, in terms of uh, where you want to invest uh, for, to achieve that financial freedom goal. So that's the number one. And that financial freedom goal is going to obviously allow you to buy your time back mm -hmm. that you're right now selling to other people. Um, and then, then after that, you can do, once you have achieved that, then you can do anything you want. Mm -hmm. If you want to write a book, you want, <laughs> you want to do Burr out of state, you want to do apartment building, you want to do whatever, just you can, now it's open because right. you can do anything you want. Um, so that's, that's the next thing. The other thing to that, where the, we're talking to also to a lot of professionals, uh, professional players, but even like medical professionals, like dentists and stuff like that, that with COVID, uh, yeah, their true. income has been reduced, right? Yeah. Significantly, yeah. Uh, even like surgeons and mm -hmm. all of that. So this is incredible. These are the kind of people that they never expected anything like that to happen, yeah. <clears throat> but their expenses goes. Yeah. You know, but then, then they, all of a sudden their, their revenue goes down, but their expenses continue to go. They're not going to sell their $6 million house or $10 yeah. million house because all oh, the revenues are low. It's like, you know, you're what kind of I stuck. Do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's financial. Uh, also helps you to kind of smooth out these, uh, these ups and downs or valleys and peaks of, yeah. uh, of revenue fluctuations. That's very cool. So, yeah. So that helps with the professionals. That helps with also salespeople, real estate people that, yeah. you know, they have, they have a lot of these big bonuses and then all of a sudden they have to live up the bonus for, uh, yep. you know, a number of months for the next deal. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, Eric, again, I want to congratulate you on writing a book, Stop Trading Your Thank Time you. for Money. I think that is a wonderful title. Again, tell people where they can find out more about you, more about your turnkeys. What, what, where do you want them to go? So the best place is on Facebook. I think it's uh, it's a great location. So I have uh, eric.martel.ca. Uh, then you can DM me there and look what I have there. Uh, also martelerick.com. Um, this is where everything is there. So you can see my uh, YouTube channel. You can see all the activities that I'm uh, involved with. So that's a good central point. And then you can contact me there as well. Uh, and then also the book, uh, you know, Eric, Mar Eric Martel, eric.com slash book. And then you register for that. And then you can get the book for free when it's launched at the end of uh, September. Well, very cool, Eric. Thank you very much for giving me your time. This has been a lot of fun. Congrats on all your success. Very good. Thank you very much. You got it.